When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, he's probably wondering what the hell we're talking about as we just <laughs> called him up to bring him onto the program. One of the best-looking men in sports history. And I can say that as a confident man myself. You see him on CBS doing NFL. You've heard him on NBA. He is the great Spiro Didis, the best Greek man next to Petros Papadakis <laughs> that I ever know. What's going on there, Spiro? Tony, you will forever be the sexiest man in sports broadcasting. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. You can tell we. Uh, you How know, are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Not as good as you. I mean, because you always look good. You sound good. I mean, I don't get it, man. You got great hair. Well dressed. Well dressed, man. Yeah, the gray, it's getting a little grayer. It's starting to uh, to recede a little bit, but you know, it's good that you know the networks use the old photos, like the stock photos. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Exactly. They don't ask us to update our headshots, which is always good. And you, you can't even get to just for men. Now, can you go into a salon out there, or is that forbidden in California where you live now? No, no. We're, God, we're going to be the last state that I think opens things up. Um, we're very we're very progressive, very uh, to the left out here, as you know. Um, although where I live in Orange County, it is kind of a Republican-laden area, but... Uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're still a few weeks away from that. Are you cutting your own so hair? Send me some hair care for men. That'd be awesome. Are you cutting your own hair? You know, luckily, uh, my my folks have been staying with us. My folks live in North Jersey, and we've kept them here because of obviously you know the mess that Jersey has oh, been. Yeah. So, my mother is actually a, re- a retired beautician, so she's been cutting our hair, and we actually look semi presentable. Clean. So it's been, uh, it's been a nice little quirk. Is she, was she able to get within six feet of you to cut your hair, though? I don't know if the Governor Newsom <laughs> or Mayor Garcetti will be breaking into your home now with police and horses. We, we are not observing social distancing in the House, so she has, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Spear, obviously NFL season. NFL's been the only sport that has been able conducting their businesses. No, you know, none of the field stuff, none of the OTAs, but that. But they, you know, they got the Super Bowl in in Miami before everything happened. Then they had the Combine, and that was finally shut down in progress, but at least they got it going. And then the draft came off. So the NFL's business is going on. Now the other sports, but before we get to the other sports, NFL, you do CBS games. What are you hearing? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, one day you're hearing Major League Baseball is going to try the three-division thing and try to start on July 4th. The NFL, I keep hearing all this different stuff. What are you hearing, and what do you think is going to happen with the NFL this fall? Well, first of all, it was amazing to have the draft and to just have a sporting event, you know, something that we could all kind of look forward to and get in front of the TV and just kind of act like everything's normal for a couple of days. That was really nice. Uh, in terms of the future, Tony, I mean, every day, I mean, when I'm talking to my colleagues and we're all calling each other, you know, what have you heard? What's what's the latest? And the consensus seems to be that no one knows anything. It's all it's all guesswork at this point. Um, you know, our point people have been at CBS and – you know, look, up until this point, because of where the NFL stacks up on the calendar, they have been the least affected. Now, obviously, teams have canceled their off-season programs, and that's kind of a big deal. Um, we, we have all kind of quietly stayed positive that the season is either, A, going to start on time, or B, going to start and, and be played in some capacity. You know, the, the news we just saw today that the NFL, you know, has announced that they're going to start furloughing certain employees, uh, 
that the NFL is going to start furloughing employees and going to start to cut up uh, salaries from certain people in the league office, you, you know, you start to hear things like that, and then it becomes a little bit concerning. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, I have no news. You know, we're all just on a wait and see and hoping that uh, we get some good news soon because, you know, things things look bleak. Certainly, you know, when you, when you cover sports and you talk about sports, it's one thing. But we all have friends that are, you know, in the, in the service industry, in the restaurant business, um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a concerning, scary time for a lot of people. By the way, I have breaking news, and it's bad news for you in California, Spiro. My correspondent in California, Don Collins, says the announcement in the last hour, California will be shut up now until the end of May. So it's not going to be a soft opening. Uh, the governor said, you know, he's going to keep the entire state shut down. The Orange County numbers are obviously lower, but he's not going to do, like, this area is not as bad. It's been closed now. You are shut down now till the end of May with the possibility of movement pending necessary progress or the progress that they feel is necessary to start opening stuff up. Your thoughts? Well, bummer for sure. Um, it, not a big surprise, just based on what everything we've heard and listening to, you know, to Gavin Newsom's press conferences every day, you always get the sense that they are going to be as cautious as humanly possible. The question for me is, and logistically for the NFL and for every sports league, NBA and, and MLB, is how this affects what potential seasons look like. And, and you know, the, uh, the Surgeon General of California, I can't remember what his official title was, said a couple of weeks ago that he didn't foresee large gatherings being allowed in the state of California until at least Thanksgiving at the earliest. And obviously that throws a major wrench into what the NFL's eventual plans will be. So, you know, the news today is not good. I don't know what, what it exactly means for the NFL and for some of these other sports leagues. I know the NBA has talked about Vegas and MLB has talked about Florida and Arizona. But, you know, the NFL is kind of a different animal. And the NFL without fans, I think more so than the other sports, it's just it's so far from what we're used to. You know, the 50,000, 60,000-seat uh, stadiums and, and some bigger I don't know that any of us can imagine it without fans, but it seems the longer this goes and the longer this drags out, to me it's the only real uh, positive and, and realistic scenario that exists right now for the NFL to come back. Yeah, and for me, uh, Spiro, the college football season without fans to me is almost something that I can't even possibly imagine. I mean, you know some of these great venues and some of the great rivalries and conferences. I mean, the, the, the ambiance is, is a big part of the production. Yeah, to, to me, college guys is even harder because of what you just mentioned. And, you know, initially they were saying, well, we can play college football without fans. Obviously, it's a totally different scenario with student-athletes. So unless they allow the students back on campus, I don't know how you play college football. Mm -hmm. You know, then there's the, the you know, the first and foremost, these, these student-athletes are there to be educated. So, you know, obviously there's people can make their comments about, you know, certain universities put a little less stock into that. But... <laughs> College will be very, very tricky. You know, I know uh, Kirk Herbstreit and Chris Fowler kind of threw out there a couple of weeks ago that maybe they moved the season back to the spring. Then that seemed to be shut down a little bit. I have no clue what college football is going to do. I mean, that to me is even more of an issue because there are other factors involved, education and campuses. The NFL, we know, you know, it's, it's, it's a business, at least on paper, and so they can kind of not worry about certain things that the NCAA has to worry about. So... You know, I would hate to be a decision-maker in those rooms. I mean, to me, there's just um, a lot of issues, a lot of logistical nightmares that they're going to have to fight through. John Heyman, uh, by the way, great baseball writer, 
as just 10 minutes ago said, there's now growing optimism for an MLB season. We mentioned earlier about the three different divisions, uh, Eastern teams, Central teams, <clears throat> Ten and West. teams in each. Ten yeah. teams, so the 30 teams will be split. Now, John Heyman just reports that there's growing optimism for a baseball season with a big preference still to play in as many MLB cities as possible. The three-site concept, though played up in the media and interesting, is down on the current list with the single-site Arizona plan type as the last resort. Mm. And so they're trying to figure it out. The NBA's trying to figure it out. You know, we heard the other day about since Atlanta's opening, maybe some of the players in the Atlanta area can go in and work out individually, not as a team. Uh, in, Even NBA, in the, in, their in facility, the NBA, too. In yeah. the facilities. And then Mark Cuban comes out and says, no, I still don't think it's a good idea. So the NBA is still hanging in the balance. Baseball's trying to move forward, and hockey is trying to do the same thing. So Right now, I mean, I don't know what you, – you're out there. You follow the NBA. I mean, I saw the Lakers gave their money back, and they're paying their employees out in Los Angeles. But what are you hearing about the NBA coming back? Everyone seems to be – or most people I speak to are, are holding out optimism that they're going to figure out a way. And I think, you know, to, to really understand the predicament and, and the, the urgency that the NBA has with Adam Silver and everyone at the front office, we have to remember what happened back in September and October with China. You know, the Daryl Morey tweet – the, the financial catastrophe that that was, I think I read somewhere that they lost almost $500 million, probably more with all the deals that were canceled between China and the U.S. and the NBA. So they already have that on their balance sheet. So I think it just gives them even more incentive to wait until the last possible minute before they would have to make the unthinkable decision to cancel the season. Now, all that said, the doctors and the health professionals, the healthcare professionals are going to be the ones at the end of the day to make the decision. And the other part of this, guys, I think, is we talk about MLB and the NBA and you know, the NHL and the NFL. None of these leagues wants to be the first to kind of step out onto the plank. Because yeah. if you make a decision to start early and suddenly you've got employees and players and everyone you know, coming down with this, with this COVID-19 and the spike kind of starting up again, obviously no one wants to be in that predicament. So, you know, it's just, there's so many landmines to this thing. There's so many pitfalls. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see which of these sports leagues kind of steps forward and, and makes a decision to be the first to go. I don't know about you, Spiro and Harry. To me, one day I feel really good about something mm -hmm. happening, yeah. and then the next day it's like, I don't think we're going to have any sports this I know. year. I know. It's like, really, it's like a roller coaster of emotions. You keep thinking, wow, you know, Georgia's off, Texas is going to do stuff, golf courses. I've done and so many you, 180s on this. Yeah, you're yeah. thinking, wow, this looks good. The, the curb has been flattened, and people are starting to go out on beaches and stuff. And then it's like, oh, no, and you're right about sports. Nobody wants to be the first to make that move. Mm. Yeah, you know, guys, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you read that the French Soccer League has already made the announcement that they're going to cancel games until next year. So I'm with you, you know, Tony. One, one day you're positive, you feel good about it, then the next day you, you hear what the governor says in California shut down for another month. I, I'll say this, you know, as careful as we want to be as a society, forget sports. At some point, you know, we just have to bite the bullet, take a chance, and open the country up because, we're, you know, I don't know how much longer the economy could survive. No. You know, I got family in Greece who are dealing with this on a whole different level. Greece was just coming out of a recession when this thing started. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's, you know, the economy is going to shrink, they're saying, by, you know, at least 10%. So I just don't know how long we can survive. So I think slowly but surely, as, as hard as it is, we're going to have to see states and, and, you know, more of the country open up. And then, you know, hopefully part of that equation will be some of these sports leagues come back because, man, you know, we all like to consider ourselves very strong and our, our inner fortitude is 
you know, is there. But, my God, the longer this thing goes, I think uh, the harder it is for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think, you know, at least from the NBA's perspective, you know, forget about the rest of the, the regular season. There was only like a hand, couple handfuls of games were left anyway. But if you're LeBron James and the Lakers, like you're looking at a team that could have won an NBA championship, LeBron it would have been, would be his fourth. Uh, he's in his mid-30s. What is he, 35? You know, how many more mm-hmm. other opportunities, especially because that team would be broken up to a large degree because it had a lot of old players on it. Like, if they can't play a playoff series and, and – have a chance to win a championship you know that that's time you're never going to get back it's devastating yeah that's a great point you know we were just talking about this the other day and look you know th- there aren't many fans outside of la that are going to ever feel sorry for the lakers you know with the amount of success that they've had but you know th- th- you never know what the future holds i mean mm-hmm. like you said lebron you know as great as he is and as amazing as he's been physically at his age with the the tread on his tires you don't know what the future holds you don't know if next year or whenever the player resumes, that he's going to be able to hold up over the course of the season. Everything was aligned for them so perfectly. And to now have this season, you know, where it is now with, you know, we don't know if they're going to play and who knows what it looks like when they come back, it's potentially devastating for them. And, you know, you look at a team like Golden State, guys, they were, they were on this incredible run. Finally, you know, they kind of come back down to earth, and now this. I mean, how, how great would it be right now to be Steve Kerr? Yeah. You get to kind of wipe away what was a disastrous season, and, you know, if, if, if the season doesn't resume, everyone just kind of forgets about it, and they get to reload and kind of think about next year. But, um, you know, all I can say is we're, we're just hoping we're talking about the NBA in a couple of weeks and later this summer. The other guy who's happy here in Philly is uh, the Sixers head coach, oh. Brett Brown, Brett Brown who, yeah. has the, who has the heat off him for a couple of months because, you know, the Sixers <laughs> yeah. were looking good and then they had, you know, guys were hurt and then right. B got hurt and then, you know, the other guy can't shoot and this guy doesn't he play with that. He refuses to shoot. He refuses to shoot <laughs> and all this other stuff going. But he keeps going out to L.A. at least, though. Uh, you know, a lot of the Sixers players go out to L.A. Yeah. and have fun out there and uh, work out, I guess. Brett Brown is going to have the best, greatest book I think when his career is done, I mean, that guy's the roller coasters he's been on. My God, the process, and then to have a team, you know, perennial playoff contender the last couple of years, and now this, my God. I love Brett Brown, by the way. We've had a chance to visit with him a bunch over the years. I know the Philly media has been a little tough on him, but uh, good good guy, stand-up guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one one dislikes him. I don't even dislike him in any way, shape, or form. You know, we're just – I'm just a fan too, and I don't root against the guy. Sure. But you know, the, well, the fans here, as you know, and I'm not, and I'm a Philly guy, so I'm not, I'm not one of these guys who rips fans from other cities. I can see right. it. I mean, the, you know, the draft. It doesn't matter what happens here. And the old adage, like if the Eagles ever won a Super Bowl, this town would finally be at peace. That lasted like two weeks. I right. Think. For a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I grew up in New York. You know, I know all the, all about that stuff. But uh, you know, look, it's what makes New York and Philly and Boston so great to live in as a sports fan. But LA is not too bad either, except when it's shut down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's different. Is it when the team is going well here? It's great. When when it's not going well, the difference here is that people just li- kind of lose interest. The Lakers, of course, are their own animal. I mean, people the, the Lakers aren't playing well, and people go nuts. But there's just too much going on here. The weather's nice. You know, I, I have a theory that the colder the weather, the angrier the sports fan. Yep. And yep. so it's different here, but similar. It's, it's an interesting kind of a place to live and observe these sports franchises. Exactly. The great Spiro Didis. And finally, the question is, Greek food, can you get takeout? I mean, I mean, you cook your own. I mean, how, do you, how are you living in a world without – I know you got your mom there, but, I mean, you, you cook yourself when your mom's not around? 
Well, luckily, my wife is a gourmet cook, and she is oh. from Greece. Oh, so I guess there, you there you go. There you go. There you go. I was going to say. <laughs> you, can't, you can't order takeout with what we're eating here every day. You can't be special. a Greek god like Spiro Didis and not have a Greek goddess. <laughs> who not only a goddess, but a, a great Greek chef as well, gourmet. Yeah, I'm going to play this for her later. She'll be very Now, busy. does she do other, uh, other fare? Is it, is, is it just specifically Greek? She dabbles. No, she's great. I mean, she dabbles. We, we make our own bread. She does a little Mexican. I mean, she's very, very versatile in the kitchen. You'd well, be very pleased. Next time you're out here, you look me up and you come hang. Absolutely. Now, you break the dishes, you do up. the whole bit. You break the dishes and throw them against the wall. I mean, the whole bit. We I need do that. that just on Fridays and Saturdays. Okay. We break the dishes and then the rest of the night we're, we're now, now, how's your ouzo supply? That's what I want to know. You know, I'm never, I, I have ouzo for guests, but I'm more of a tsipudo guy. Tsipudo is like the Greek moonshine. It's kind of like the Greek grappa. That's the that's the aperitif. That's not the digestif. No, that's the digestif, right? That's the after dinner. That's the after dinner. Oh, we have it after. We have it before. We were, there's no rules here. Exactly. Well, right. is is doing the grocery shopping is that your detail? And if so, what kind of an adventure is that out in California? Right <laughs> it's funny. All the stuff that I had like the built-in excuse before, you know, busy prepping for a game, mm-hmm. traveling. All that's gone. I mean, all that stuff's gone, man. <laughs> oh my God, I've yeah, made but... more trips to Costco and to Ralph's and to Vons in the last seven weeks than I think I've made in the Wait last Wait a minute, you're schlepping into Ralph's when they could deliver it to your house with all this stuff? Now everybody gets stuff ordered and they deliver it to you. I'm just, I'm just a regular dude, Tony. You I got know me that. Along. No, I know that, but you know. I'm a man of the people. I like <laughs> so the people. So am I. People. Listen, I used to go to the Ralph's <laughs> in the marina all the time. I mean, that was a, I was a regular in there. And then the, the bagging people would go on strike every, like, month. You know, they had yeah. the people that bag for you, and they were in a union. Oh, is that the right? The people who bag groceries in L.A. are in a union. And when their wow. union's not happy, the baggers go on strike. And then the person who checks out at the register has to bag for you, and then the managers have to come in and bag wow. groceries. But now they don't even allow bags anymore, so I don't know what the hell's going on out there, Speeda. Now, do they Jesus still bag Christ. groceries? You know, with, with this stuff going on, I've noticed that they have not been charging for, for plastic bags. So that's, that's a plus. Mm, you know, there's some cool. positive news to come out of this. Well, just don't throw any of that stuff in the, uh, in the Santa Monica Bay next time, man. You know I won't. I stay far away. Or the L.A. No, the L.A. River, you can throw anything in there because that's what we do. There is an L.A. River? Well, it's, that's that concrete thing. They oh, call yeah, it's the like an aqueduct yeah, or something, Yeah, they call right? it the L.A. Yeah. River. Okay. The yeah. Great Spiro I don't want yeah, to know what's lurking under that body of water. Nobody does. Trust me. There's a lot of scenes in Bosch that are filmed oh, in yeah, those Oh, yeah, every, every yeah. horror movie, yeah. every, every, every crime detective movie, they always use the L.A. Yep. River. You know what I'm saying? Robin and I went out there once. We went on a date once one night. We slipped out there and wanted to see what it felt like parking in the L.A. River. Not in the water park, just up on the side banks. Well, next time you come out, you know, you come about 50 miles south, come down Orange County, we'll have a nice little time. Love the ice. I mean, Greek meal for you. Oh, beautiful, man. Any, any, uh, any baklava? Any, uh... Whatever you like. You, you Spanakopita? You give me your like your top three faves, and we'll have it all. We'll have it all ready for you. Yeah, as long as you fly into an airport that Harrison Ford is not. Uh, yeah, as long as Harrison Ford is not flying his yeah. private plane <laughs> and, and crossing. I don't runways. think he uses John Wayne Airport. It's right up there. <laughs> no. Burbank Airport, phenomenal. No, no, no. No, Burbank John Wayne. Is great. Yeah. John Wayne down. That's the John Orange Wayne. County one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've been to all those airports, man. Changed my life. Yeah. After yeah. flying at LAX and out of LAX for ten years, John <laughs> Wayne has changed. Absolutely. Life changer. I hope they don't change his name because I'm trying to get his name off of there after the recent controversy a oh, couple geez. years ago, which is insane. Uh, Sparrow, always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for catching up, man, and stay safe out there. But you, I know you are. You're going to be well-fed. You're going to look good. Your mom's there to cut your hair. You, everything's good, man. 
I, it, it, just getting fat. I'll be here getting fat. I, I, We're good to talk to you, brother. It's good to be Spiro Didis, man. Thanks, brother. Thanks for checking in. The great Thanks, Spiro. Guys. Put your hands together. There he is. The great. At Spiro Didis, S-P-E-R-O-D-E-D-E-S. Yeah. That is correct. 